Hello, I'm Mark. And I'm Trevor. And this is Talk Apocalypse, a podcast discussing the current Fortnite of Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I am in End Times North Liga 2, and Trevor is in Doomsday North Premiership. This episode will be going over the questions mm-hmm. from Fortnite 27, Day 11, the last regular season day of the Fortnite, the last mm-hmm. chance for, for us to get either out mm-hmm. of the relegation zone or into the mm-hmm. potential promotion zone, yeah. for me at least. It- you know the person I most want to face on day eleven when I'm in the pink, Kenny Peskin. Is he good at this? I, th- I've <laughs> just, heard. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. In, in, in my very limited experience, uh, he's very good. It could be Ryan Luptak or somebody else. You know, <laughs> yeah. one. Let's just say one, one of the two people, him or I, uh, was on Stump the Schwab and did very well, uh, oh. and it was not me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's get into it and see how see how it went today. Question number one. In the list of leading international goal scorers by country in men's soccer, only three players have amassed more than 100 career goals for their country. Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi are two. And the third is Ali, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Day, 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 we'll go with Day, mm-hmm. who competed internationally from 90, 1993 to 2006, a stint which included five appearances in World Cup mount, matches, were asked what country did he represent. I'm always surprised at like how few goals guys have scored for their country. Mm-hmm. I would have thought the list was way more than three guys who have scored a hundred goals for their country. But I did learn recently, I think Messi is the second highest and he's only scored like 120 something goals and in, in almost 200 appearances for Argentina. All that being said, I remember this fact is that Ali day is from Iran. I just know that was kind of out of nowhere that this Iranian guy was the third highest uh, leading scorer in international men's soccer. It seems kind of incongruous because Iran is not what you would call a soccer powerhouse, but he did play for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty confident mm-hmm. that this was Iran. That was my answer. Nice. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it cold, but I was clued in. Okay. This is probably the Middle East. What to what countries are, can I think of as having played in World Cups? The first one that comes to mind as a sort of Middle Eastern country is Saudi Arabia. I mean, I know that they have had quite a bit of success in terms of getting to the World Cup. And so my first thought is, okay, Ali Dai, that that sounds like a that could that could be that could be some Saudi Arabia. I didn't go with that because I said, thought to myself, well, last fortnight there was a question about Riyadh and Cristiano Ronaldo. Would Shane ask another question about Saudi Arabia? I mean, maybe. What, what, what other countries can, are, could this be? I knew that Iran has been in the World Cup a couple different times, never with great success, but it would make sense. They have five appearances for Iran, because maybe, maybe Saudi Arabia has been to the World Cup more often than Iran. Well, I, I, should, they, I know they've been to the World Cup more often than Iran. So if he was from Saudi Arabia, he'd have more than five appearances, probably. So Iran probably makes more sense. Plus, I'm not sure if Shane would ask about Saudi Arabia, two straight fortnights. That may not be legitimate, but that's one of the ways I thought. So I also went with Iran, which was the correct answer. I was happy about that. I feel like it was a question somewhere. It might've been on bench warmers mm-hmm. about, you know, about this guy. And I think it has come mm-hmm. up another time somewhere else, but yeah, yeah it's just kind of an interesting yeah. fact that an Iranian guy is the, is the third leading scorer in men's soccer, mm-hmm. international men's soccer. Mm-hmm. You would think it, with all the years of like Brazilians and the English and the French and the Germans mm-hmm. and the Spanish. Yeah. It's like, nope, it's an Iranian guy. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that makes no sense. But you know, we, we didn't mention that you and I are playing today in our 
one of our private leagues. That is and true. I yeah, and I I forge you on this because you have a you don't you don't have any low scores, but you, lower soccer score. And I said, okay, maybe, maybe Mark will have the same sort of thought of is this Saudi Arabia because they're they've been more successful or something else. But nope, you got it right. Well done to you. My entire goal is to not have any low scores. I'm working on that. I'm trying to. My soccer is my lowest, other than games. Uh, so yeah, I've been hoping to get that up a little higher because I feel like soccer is not not something I that is my worst knowledge base based on the categories we have. And I gave you I gave you a two on this one. All right. Speaking of two, question number two: Give the five letter word that is defined by the FIA as follows. Quote, road competition with an imposed average speed run entirely or partly on roads open to normal traffic. The route may include one or several special stages, i.e. events organized on roads closed to normal traffic. My first thought is, is this this a cycling question? Now playing Mark? I mean, FIA doesn't really sound like it has anything to do with cycling, but road competition on like roads, maybe that's cycling. And I was like, okay, if if this is a site, if this is cycling, then I am. I know what my my K is going to be today, but the more I read, read about and read about it and thought about it, I was like, no, this is probably just like auto racing of some kind. And thinking like, okay, F one, I know like Las Vegas and um, various other courses. F one, they run on like street street circuits, but circuit is not a five letter word. That's that's what I would have gone with if I if it didn't give me a five letter word. So circuit's not the right answer. Uh, what else could this? I I can imagine what this is. Like I can picture it, but I don't know the word for it. I can't really go through all the different like F one races. Or I was thinking, I mean NASCAR. They have certain street courses, but not on streets. Like Watkins Glen, I think is like a street more street style course, but it's not on streets. So I don't really know. I don't watch it, and I don't know enough about auto sports outside of those two things to know anything else. So this is not drag racing. This is, I was at a loss really for what exactly this could be. And so I just put a five letter word that sounded like, okay, this could be, this is like a race of some kind. And I went with Derby. This one, I almost tried really, really hard to talk mm-hmm. myself out of the correct answer. My first thought, I mean, obviously you have mm-hmm. rally racing. Those are, that's races that are completed in stages, mm-hmm. but rally racing, the way mm-hmm. we think about it now is, everything's the roads are always closed the guys are hucking themselves about 150 miles an hour down these dirt trails dirt roads Mm -hmm. and with people standing around the side of the road who can get run over at any time uh it's completely crazy but there is this old older type of race that i am familiar with where you are literally just Mm -hmm. driving for example you might have a, a rally across michigan and it starts in detroit and you have to get to the other side of the state and there's checkpoints every 20 miles or something like that. And they'll tell you, they give you like a guidebook and say, okay, uh, you, it's noon now. You have to be at this checkpoint in Lansing in two hours and in 27 minutes and 32 seconds. If you get there early, you get penalized. If you get there late, you get penalized. You want to be there right at this exact time. And they'll tell you the exact average speed and every turn you're supposed to take. So the word, the word that first came to mind was rally. And I was like, mm-hmm. really trying to talk myself out of rally and that that type of competition on, you know, just on the open road was called something else. And I thought for quite a while, 
about what that could be. I went through a lot of words. I thought there was some sort of like French word that I was misremembering. But at the end of the day, I convinced myself that that was right because there's an old race that I think is part of like the cannonball run thing. Mm -hmm. It's called the gumball rally, which is kind of a similar thing where you're on regular roads. And I think it goes across the country. You have to checkpoints, your places you're supposed to be at certain times. And if you get there too soon, it's, you know, you get penalized. If you get there too late, you get penalized. After much consternation of, of trying to talk myself out of something other than rally, I just was like, you know what? If, if it's not rally, this is something that I, I just can't think of right now. And I said rally, which was the correct answer. Yeah, well done. When I saw the answer was rally, I'm like, okay, I've I've heard of rally car racing. I wouldn't I would not have gone there because I didn't know that I did not know that element of it of being road run on these kinds of roads. I thought it maybe was, was just kind of a special kind of car. But yeah, so I wouldn't have gotten there. So I wasn't too upset. But you play you played it well in uh, foring me on this question. Yeah, I forward everybody on this one today just because I think a rally is hard. Mm. It's hard to know that that's stage racing that might have a you know at an average speed because mm -hmm. i like i said i almost talked myself out of it where i'm like well no rally racing it's stage racing but it's going balls to the wall as fast as you can in these <laughs> highly highly modified cars but i mean you can also rally race in just a regular you know any car there's local yeah. rally races that you can do in, in any car so but mm -hmm. usually those are on closed roads too so Anyways, it was kind of like, it's either going to be a rally or it's going to be something that is going to turn into be the hardest Fortnite, question of the Fortnite because it's something yeah. super obscure. Was Travis Pastrana a rally car guy? Yeah, he started as a motorcycle guy, but then a lot of those extreme guys got into rally racing. I mean, a lot of the rally stuff are just guys you'd never heard of. So, I mean, there's the Dakar rally, which is just through the desert, but there's this whole world rally car series that races around europe if look it up on youtube because the stuff that those guys do is just completely crazy like mm -hmm. literally driving down a road a dirt road through the hills of you know lithuania with trees on both sides the road is like a lane and a half wide it ain't flat and it's not straight and they're just doing like 150 miles an hour and they'll come up to a corner and just like flick the back end of the car out and just slide or power slide around the corner it's crazy especially because people are just you're just literally standing on the side of the road no guardrails no nothing it's like watching the isle of man wild the yeah. isle of man tt on motorcycles which is just equally insane you're literally just on a road on a motorcycle going 180 miles an hour with people just standing on the side of the road with no guardrails or anything it's just mm -hmm. completely crazy Probably a, it's a bigger rush for the people standing there watching it than it is people driving it. Because at any moment, I could just get Probably pulled pretty, over. Pretty close, yeah. All right, question number three. Among NBA Hall of Famers, Jack Sigma has the second most years spent as a player at a certain franchise with nine. Which Hall of Famer has the most years as a player with that franchise with 12 and change? Once you compartmentalize and really think about it, the answer fits proverbially well. I started down the completely wrong path on this one and never got around to the right path. I associate Jack Sigma with the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, most prominently because that's where he was when mm -hmm. they were playing against the Celtics uh, in the early to mid 80s, the late 80s, I guess, after I looked it up. I could think of very few Hall of Famers that all played for the Bucks. I thought of Ray Allen. I'm not sure if he's in the Hall of Fame yet. And that was about it. 
And so other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And the last sentence kind of sounded philosopher, <laughs> philosopher-like, kind of like Kareem has become. Uh, and so it's like, well, maybe this is some line that he had in airplane or something, you know, like, I don't know. It sounded good to me. Kareem played for the Bucks for a while. That's who I was thinking this was referring to. I did have a moment of pause to think, like, didn't Jack Sigma play for the Sonics? Which I said, yeah. And I'm like, well, who's in the Hall of Fame from the Sonics? I'm like, I'm not even sure. Gary Payton crossed my mind for a second. Sean Kemp, guys like that. It's like, well, I don't this, I don't understand this hint at the end. The 12 and change, I was thinking maybe that was some sort of hint to Buck. You know, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's funny that the correct answer to this question and Jack Sigma both played on the Supersonics and the Milwaukee Bucks. The correct answer uh, played for the Bucks for quite a like a lot less time than Jack Sigma did. I knew I knew Jack Sigma to also to also be a Buck, but knew that he played for the Seattle SuperSonics before that. I'm not great with old basketball, but Jack Sigma is enough of I think he has a cool last name and him being a Hall of Famer. I like to think that Hall of Famers I know at least what team you played for, or at least one of the teams, a couple of teams you played for. Uh, Jack Sigma is one of those to know he played for the Bucks and the Supersonics. And I knew that he was not, he was not going to be one of the longest tenured Bucks. I don't think he played long enough. It's going to, it's not going to be like Giannis has already played for the Bucks for like 12 seasons, something like that. 11 seasons. Like he's already up there. There's plenty of players who have played for the Bucks. So I did not believe it was going to be Jack Sigma for the Bucks. So I th- think th- thought this is a Supersonics player, uh, and you go through guys like Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. But Gary Payton was the name I couldn't remember how like long exactly Sean Kemp played for the Supersonics. Did not feel like twelve years. Uh, I was pretty confident he would not have played twelve years and change for the the Supersonics. So that led me to Gary Payton, and once I sort of thought about Gary Payton, it made more sense. Oh yes, this is fits like a glove. Okay, that 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 makes sense. This ad answer fits like a glove. So I ended up going with Payton as my answer, yeah, which was well, correct. Well done on that, Trevor. To I, I just mm. I didn't think hard enough about the mm. Sonics. I was so up in my own head about rally <laughs> that I was not thinking clearly about that one either. Yeah. Gary Payton is a bit of a bit of a sore spot from for me, as a Bucks as a Bucks fan around the around the two thousands, um, because he was traded by, uh, to Milwaukee in exchange for Ray Allen, who you mentioned, yep. um, and along with other players. But it's like when we got, I remember getting Gary when the Bucks got Gary Payton at the trade deadline. I'm like, whoa, okay, like this is okay, this is this is exciting. You had to give away give away Ray Allen, who was like. At that point in time, Ray Allen was the Bucks. I mean, Glenn Robinson, whatever, he's good too, but Ray Allen was the identity of your team. And then you gave him away for Gary Payton, who played half a season with the Bucks. Gary Payton is a, is a complicated character for me because I don't think he loved playing in Milwaukee, which is fair. The Bradley Center was a dump. But anyway, Gary Payton, the answer to this question. All right, we'll move on to question number four. Gives us four techniques for doing something. Riffle. Hindu weave and Mexican spiral and asks us to name what are the, what is that a te- what are those four techniques for this one is super quick I almost this was probably one of the fastest answers 
in recent memory of riffle this has to be riffle shuffle i don't know what else riffle could be hindu and weave I'm like that sounds vaguely familiar but really riffle shuffle has to be it so i put shuffling cards pretty quick for this not quite as quick for me but yeah yeah i read through this and i said oh boy i have no idea what this could be and i started thinking about a few things and then i started thinking about rally again some more uh and i came back to this and i'm like oh wait riffle that's shuffling hindu weave mexican spiral no idea but i know that one way to talk about shuffling cards is riffling so uh that is what i said as well which yeah. was the correct answer yeah i don't know like yeah. it, it's just been a part of my life i guess i like thinking about shuffling cards and it's always been the riffle shuffle is the classic one that i know cool yeah <laughs> i remember playing in a poker tournament years ago uh, and they had official rules. It was at this guy's house, but there was official rules on pretty much everything. Just so there was no questions. And and the official way to shuffle was six ripples. I believe was the, that was the official way to shuffle when you, it was your turn to be the dealer. Yeah. And you, uh, you, uh, caved me on this, which was I like, did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Like my, my game score isn't my best, but it's not my worst. But, uh, yeah, this is, I was like, that makes sense. This yeah. is the easiest one of the day for me. It was either this one or the next one. I figured you were going to get yep. question five yep. as well. So, but and spoiler alert, I I K'd you on the next one. Yep. Uh, so question number five, fill in the blank with the one man who fills both of these blanks in this chrono chronological list that runs from 1984 through 2008. Alonzo Babers, Steve Lewis, Quincy Watts, blank, blank, Jeremy Warner, LaShawn Merritt. And your answer should just be one person. A month ago, I was at a bar trivia game and... The first question was, name the man who won the 200 and 400 meters, or 200 meters at the 1996 Olympics wearing golden shoes. And I said to my teammates, I said, well, I can tell you who it was because I was in the audience at that race. So it was Michael Johnson. And I see this list and I'm like, yep, Quincy Watts. Jeremy Warner is the one that really, you know, tips it that this is the men's 400 meters at the Olympics. Uh, Jeremy Warner was kind of the next thing after Michael Johnson. So go in the blanks. This is 96 and 2000. And yeah, Michael Johnson is what I put down. Yeah. Likewise, um, looking at this list, Jeremy Warner and LaShawn Merritt stood out to me. It's like, yep, I know those are both 400 meter runners. So gold medalists. So yeah, it was not too difficult for me to think, okay, well then let's do, let's do the math on this. These are obviously Olympics, 84, 88, 92. All right. We're looking for 96 and 2000. It's going to be Michael Johnson. So did not take me too long as well. Just included on, on those last couple names. The first three didn't really mean a ton to me, uh, but I was watching sports by the time Jeremy Warner and LaShawn Merritt were around. Um, so, yep, I checked in with Michael Johnson or just Johnson because I was like, hey, how often do I get to say Johnson as my answer and it'd be correct? So Johnson was my answer, which was correct. Yeah, that's one of those where like, I think one of my opponents had a pretty relatively low Olympic score, but I'm like, I'm not mm -hmm. giving this a four because any answer that is Johnson, you know, us trivia mm -hmm. people, if we don't know it, we're going to put down Johnson. Yep. And so in this situation, it would have been correct. So I gave that a two. And playing um, uh, Mr. Peskin, he has a very good, every score is good of his, but uh, Olympics is one of his highest. So I'm like, well, this is going to be, he's getting this. There's This is a lock for him. Sure yep. enough, it was. Kenny Peskin did not miss a question today. Well played. Well played to you, sir. And I got four out of five right, which means that I did not win. I lost 10-5, 8-4 to him. And you defeated me 
8464. I did. So, congratulations to you as well. You you played your de- you played your defense. You could not have played it more perfectly and I did not. So, yeah, it was I feel pretty good about today. I I mean, I missed the basketball question. Mm-hmm. My basketball score, like everything else that I have is pretty much everything I have basically is between 70 and 85% correct and mm-hmm. it's like basketball's towards the lower end of that. Uh, I'm hoping that somebody he you know, my opponent looks at me and says, well, just like you did, Trevor. And it's like, well, he's not going to know the soccer question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my match has not been scored yet. I'm not sure what's happening. All I needed is a tie mm-hmm. of any sort today to guarantee at least playing for promotion. I need to win and somebody else loses to be in the, you know, automatic promotion spot. And then I get to play for the Meisterschaft tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works nice. out. Not only am I in danger, but I'm in deep, deep danger. Having lost today, I was already in the pink, and I can't, so I can't escape it. Uh, so I'm, I, I could really be in some deep trouble if one of the guys from the red wins. So, yep. it, well, if if one of them wins, then I will be relegated no matter what. So, yep. we'll see what happens. Hoping for the best for you, Trevor. Hoping for the best. It'd be, it'd be kind of funny. First season of the four of Talk Apocalypse, you go down. Yep. And then next season, I go down and you come back up. Nice, nice reversal there. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens the rest of the day today and then tomorrow. So, well, that's it for today. We'll see what Sports Dramas has for us tomorrow.